morning, Eddie Koffeltz. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Annie F. Downs. How are you? Oh, boy. Well, oh I'm boy. not sleeping great. Not <gasps> I Generally, I just didn't sleep great last night. I've got a headache. It's sort of like you. I get um. this was the first week of full homeschool and it oh. went really well. But also, it's just been a lot for everybody. And uh, I get all my adrenaline dumps into the end of the week. So it's been go time. And I just woke yeah. up this morning like. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to hardcore shut the shut the whole machine. My the machine of Eddie Goffold to down as soon as I can when I'm done with work today. Because I'm just blah. That's the real answer of how I'm doing. Like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's just kind of like, whew. That was a week. Yeah. It is time to I think just because read a book. <laughs> I don't have a family yet and I don't have anyone that I have to take care of when I get home. I do that shutdown every day right now. Gosh. I feel so emotionally tired. Yeah. I think part of it is pandemic. I don't think we can just go like life is hard because of our lives. I think the world is hard. Oh, yeah. And well, yeah, <laughs> that is, I was, I, that is an understatement, but not in a way that's disparaging to you. Yeah. It's like, what's the, what the new normal is that everybody in their own special way uh-huh. is coming to just realize as a normal day uh-huh. is still pretty wild. Yeah. And I hate to be, I usually don't like lean on this stuff, but the news is really hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's hard to find a, a handhold sometimes in, right. in, in, and sometimes it's not hard to find a handle. And yeah. if you had asked me last night, like yesterday night, I had a great night. I had a lovely, I had a one on, great one-on-one time with Lucy. It just filled my heart. So it's not like the world is void, but it is just generally kind of a lot. Yeah. The world you know? needs one-on-one time with Lucy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, that would ever. help me a lot. Oh, man. We played games last night. Oh. And uh, just we had the, the baseball game on just kind of quietly in the background. We were playing just little board games yeah. and she loves to bet me on board games because she knows <laughs> I will take that bet every time. Yeah. And trying as hard as I can. And I wouldn't say I'm very intelligent, but I would say I can certainly hold my own in most rooms. Like well, I feel sure. very comfortable with my level of intelligence. Yeah. I am trying full capacity to beat her full. What's 100%. the board game? What did you play last night? It, it doesn't matter, but last night's was some game where it's like a matching game where you pick up two penguins and they each have a color and you put it down and you remember that color. Yeah. And then you have to try to get that or Mancala or Battleship or any yeah. game. She's going to beat me eight times out of ten. Yeah. I, I, I'm so... So she ends up winning a lot of bets. Wow. She's got to stay up five minutes later. <laughs> it's, all, it's all bets. Yeah. Wow. She got to watch the commercials during a baseball game. That's one thing she wanted because I usually mute commercials. <laughs> she wanted you to keep it unmuted. Why yeah, is so Lucy she, so cute? So she could watch some Dairy Queen commercial. Well, <laughs> it's like she sure. thinks of it as like free cartoons in the middle of a, yeah. of a, which I guess it is. Yeah, commercials are fun when you're little. Uh, okay. Did, how are you doing? Well, yes, uh, I would love to answer that in just a moment. Did yes, ma'am. Eve get to speak to the presidential expert? No, going back, going back and forth on phone calls. I have a okay. feeling it may have been that like one phone call that was like the, hey, it meant a lot to me. And that's great. And it meant a lot to Eve and nobody's disappointed. Uh, so we'll see if she gets to talk to her. But if not, they both know they have a fan in each other. Yeah. And uh, I'm and I printed out her biography for her, her little Wikipedia biography. So yeah. Eve has someone else to 
you know, this is all what we're trying to do. We all do this our whole life is trying to find people in the world that we're like, oh, yeah, I could emulate that or yeah, I could emulate of part of that or I look up to that for some reason. Yeah. Well, Mr. F. Downs called me yesterday, my father, and he oh. said, I need you to tell Eddie what a big deal I think that is. And I was like, really? And he was like, oh, it's he said, Annie, you don't know. He said that he said Eddie said there were going to be two groups, people who don't care and people who are blown away. And I am blown away. <laughs> the esteemed Mr. F. Yes. Downs. I just want you to know, dad thinks that is very cool. I'm going to tell you, and I do not want to put this in a box, but there is definitely a a level. There's a kind of reading. I think books cross all people. But mm-hmm. there is a certain kind of dad reading <laughs> where yeah. I'm pretty sure that any other. And this is just so this is so wrong for a million reasons, because presidential biographies are mm-hmm. not a male female thing. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you that there is any guy that I have spent time with is going to have read Team of Rivals. That's okay. just. And who is re- that about? That is about Lincoln. Uh, Abraham Lincoln and uh, basically his presidency, but the people around him that uh, that that he basically put people in his cabinet that did not agree with him, did not agree with him like staunchly because he wanted to surround himself with a refining group of people. So it is both a principle of life, but also if you don't want to read the book, you can watch the movie, which was Lincoln by Spielberg. Yes, My, my dad looks surprisingly like Abraham Lincoln. Now that is something to know. <laughs> all right. My it's birthday. Very fine. Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Oh, wow. We are all so, tied together. Mr. F. Downs and I someday, front porch of whatever fishing cabin you guys hang out at sometimes, yes. and we're just going to reminisce on the ways of the president. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Seeing ourselves also as great men of history. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Both of you are. Um, um Hey, can I bring up a weird, that's not weird, but I don't know how to do this softly. It's just a soft, hard turn into a thing. But today is September 11th. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Sorry, I don't know how to, we had talked about it a little bit before the show and I was like, there's a natural way to talk about this. I'm like, no, there's no natural way to talk about this particular date. Yeah. This morning before we jumped on, I was looking at Instagram and it is, I, I am enjoying, and I say that with the understanding that there's nothing enjoyable about what happened on September 11th, but in America for our friends who are not American that are listening, we're talking about what happened in the U S on September 11th, 2001. Uh, but it has been really enjoyable to see everyone's memories of that day and just kind of see it all get brought back and be honored today. Yeah, I I did not even remember today was the 11th. And I don't mean that because of September 11th. I just never know the date. Yeah. <laughs> so I opened up. I honestly <laughs> don't know the date. So I opened up Twitter this morning yeah. to check the baseball headlines. And uh, and there. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. Today. So what? tell me about your life on September 11th, 2001. What do you remember? University of Florida college student and was uh, going to class and walked into some random class on some random morning. And, uh, and you know, it's a different time. I say it's a different time. It is a fairly different time. I don't have a smartphone. So I thought no- this exact thing this morning. Okay, keep going. So I left from my apartment to class in a 45, and it, you know, it's 45 minutes door to door, probably oh, a little really? bit more. Oh, I guess yeah. we were seniors, so you didn't live on campus. You did not live on campus. So I'm yeah. taking a bus down. 45 and, uh, minutes. Lordy, dude. It was pretty busy there. 
Oh, because it's like from, the bus stopping places. Yeah, I'm saying like walking out my front door, waiting for the bus, getting on the bus for a 15 minute ride, walking through campus. 45 minutes. But but that 45 minutes is the 45 minutes that that we went from everything normal to plane one. So plane hitting, I guess the first plane was the first tower. And so I walk mm-hmm. into class and uh, I'm in class with Brianne and she told me that this she just heard this had happened and then the professor comes in and i remember just he was you just ashen just yeah. had no and just said uh and i think he turned on the tv yeah. and he just was with us so there was no like i'm leading he was just watching and then at some point he's just like i think we should maybe just everybody go home yeah and then it was just an entire university campus emptying out went back to my apartment and we just sat in front of the tv for the all holder. day yes. and and in that time on the way back plane number two and i think three so so by the time i got back to the apartment it was just you just sat in front of the tv the, the little weird part um i mean you know i have the short story that everybody had which is well, just that's not true no no i just mean like it's a very like didn't know what to process and you just sat and watched tv all day so yeah. for those that were not directly affected it was just a completely like crazy but i did know that my dad was traveling my kids my dad traveled a lot for work constantly for work and was coming out of new york at that time and so there was like a couple hours in the morning where i was pretty sure he was okay but all the phone lines stopped and so finally i think it was like one in the afternoon heard from him so it was you know i was just sitting there with my roommate and people kind of started piling into our uh, you know our apartment just you just have absolutely no frame of reference yeah, it's that's right. it's neither upset nor okay. It's neither it's nothing. It's just no, no it is upset, but it's more upset than like it's just full shock. You yeah. ju- it's just I just remember us sitting there almost like slack jawed watching it. Yeah. Anyhow, where where were you? What was it is? Story? I mean, to me, it's very similar. I'll tell you that story. It is very similar to the start of the pandemic, oh, where totally. it is this feeling of I have no idea what this is. There is nothing in my brain or that I have ever been taught that prepares me for what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, I was. Yeah. It's a complete shutdown and, and an inability to kind of think. Cause I remember my roommate saying hours into coverage, well into the afternoon, he's like, are we is a war just started? And I had not even dawned on me. It was just what was happening on the TV was all I could process. And then he said that, I was like, oh my gosh. So then it gets really crazy because you're like, what actually is happening in the world? Mm -hmm. Anyhow, you remember. I was also a college student, but at the University Mm -hmm. of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we were in class. And again, I mean, that's what I was thinking about this morning as I was thinking about the difference in technology. Yeah, because none of us had I mean, I had a car phone like I had a little phone like a Nokia, but I didn't we we didn't have each other's phone numbers. We all used our home (laughs) phone numbers. Oh, absolutely. And or email. And even when we used email, we had to go to a computer lab to check our email. And so there just was no (laughs) constant communication with anybody. And and so I remember we were sitting in a science class and and in like a, a movie way. Another person, I don't remember if it's a student or a teacher, another person kind of runs into our classroom and says, a plane has hit the World Trade Center in New York. And we're all like, wait, what? Like, it's a sentence that you don't understand. And then, this is like 2001, they wheeled a TV in on one of those wheelie carts. 
Oh, man. They wheeled a TV in and turned the TV on. And we stayed till the end of class. Like, I think we stayed for another 30 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And and then they sent us home. And I remember, I'm going to call Mr. F. Downs about this today, because I remember so clearly getting in my car and calling dad and being like, what am I supposed to do? Like, as if my dad was supposed to know, you know, as if, well, he is Mr. F. Downs. Know. He knows everything. But but I just remember thinking the only thing I know to do on my drive home, uh, because I was in a building called Adderhold, and it is right next to where you park. And so, oh. and I lived three minutes from campus. And I actually don't even know why I'd driven that day versus um, taking the bus myself. But I drove to school that day. And I remember I got my car and I was just like, Dad, what do I do? what do we do? Are we, are we okay? Are we going to be okay? Right. And because Atlanta, where my parents live is only about 90 miles from where I went to college. It was like, do I come home? Like, is this when you like leave school and go home? And yeah, there is no more true North in your brain of what is a thing you do. Like you Uh just do. And so you really just are like, do it makes sense. Do I just go back to home base uh-huh. are we resetting the entire world like how yes, do i yes. totally get it totally get that and um i didn't he said just go back to your apartment and let's wait and see what happens today and and it was just the same eddie i mean i feel like we were living parallel lives which happens to the class of 98 we were doing the same things mm-hmm. but uh, a bunch of friends came over to our apartment my roommate and i's apartment and we just watched tv all day we just had it on nbc all day because mm-hmm. things just kept ha- that's the thing I, I for our friends listening who are young enough they don't remember this and as a with a grown up ish brain I barely had a grown up brain at twenty but uh, is that it things kept happening all day mm-hmm. and and it just kind of felt like are they coming to Atlanta next are they I mean I know we're in Athens and so we're okay probably <laughs> like no one's really gunning for Athens but. But what's going to happen to L.A.? And all the planes are stopping. And, you know, that kind of like it, it didn't stop all day. And you and, and emotionally, you didn't know when it was ever going to stop because you didn't know when someone evil was on a plane that they were planning to take over. Right. And there's a huge time of this. If you remember, like we don't even know. We know something's going wrong, but we have no idea if it is. There is nothing confirmed that it's terrorism we have no idea we don't know if like the planes are malfunctioning obviously they weren't but like there was but i remember wondering that yeah i remember wondering if something had happened with planes is this yeah it that is the weird thing there is just no framework it is i don't want to draw a parallel to coronavirus but it is one of those times where so if it was bad i did it first no it wasn't bad but I don't want to continue to because I know it's just totally different things. But there is a piece of it where it's like the only other time I felt that was, wait, pan- everything's shutting down. We're in a pandemic. You just you're like, I have no framework. Like I, when a hurricane is coming, I have a framework. I've done this. We know what it's like. There is just no framework for how to understand what was That's happening. That's right. That's right. And what would happen afterwards? I mean, Gosh, just right. You know, I the stories that I mean, we're still hearing stories constantly the aftermath is still very much happening even just uh who is it oh john stewart advocating for 9-11 responders with the victim compensation fund and realizing that that day there were people that you know are really brave first responders that are in there and second responders and third responders and people that were there for months and months and months that were just breathing in toxic fumes and so that narrative starts yeah jeremy courtney is sitting at home 
he's shared this story a bunch on yeah. uh, both of our podcasts. Jeremy Courtney, sitting at home watching TV, sees this happening, starts to hear kind of the aftermath of the of the uh, uh, you know the 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 rhetoric that's happening and realizes like he's going to go to Iraq and Iran and he's going to try to be a part of helping in a different way and yeah. like preemptive love the earliest launches that day it's like there's yeah. just the there is really a before and after with a million different examples of yeah. what happened what happened that day and i'm sure some of our friends listening have very up close personal lost someone oh they know gosh. lost someone that was in their family but that was not my story yeah. I, I don't know anybody but now tw 19 years later pete davidson is a comedian that i right. enjoy and you think like oh this is the day pete davidson's dad died who was a fireman mm -hmm. you know you just go like oh yeah that is that is a central part of someone's life that I know from a distance. I don't know him at all, but I am a fan of his. But he was a, you know, seven-year-old, eight-year-old. Yeah. I mean, he was a kid. Yeah. And his dad goes into one of the towers and never comes back. Yeah, it's a generationally defining moment. Yeah. Because there's this, there's, uh, they, for a while, millennials, I think, were referred to in a way as like 9-11 generation. Because... Yeah. My, my my children, I don't know that they have any sense. I think they may know it from a history book, but they have no feeling of it. But, a, you know, a six-year-old at that time is right. a squarely millennial. And that is a formative thing. What does that yep. do to your sense of safety in the world as as you see that? So like a Pete Davidson is one of those. Yeah. A yeah. little boy, right? And, and the countless Pete Davidsons around the country who are both directly lost someone they love or secondarily lost someone they love or were in California just watching it on TV being very, yep. very scared. Yep. There's a whole generation of kids who have a different way of viewing the world fundamentally because of, you know, the events of a few hours in the morning. Yeah. It's just really. I'll just never forget watching when the towers fell and it yeah. was all live on TV. I mean, that's the thing that is amazing to think of now is that right. <laughs> it all happened absolutely live on television. And yeah. and I just remember thinking, I mean, I have goosebumps thinking about it, but I remember thinking, I mean, the devastation was unreal to watch, but also the dust and the way it was just covering New York. I, just, mm -hmm. I remember thinking they'll never be able to clean all this up. They will just right. never be able to clean all this up. It is it is it has damaged New York in a way that they'll never recover. And that is not true. And, but man, oh, yeah. it sure felt like it that day. It sure felt like, gosh, the, I just remember seeing, I don't know why this clip stands out in my brain, but I remember seeing someone inside a, like a video camera inside a deli or a restaurant. And for our friends listening that are younger than us, it wasn't people's iPhones because we didn't have those. It was right. actual cameramen from the news Right. And someone was standing or had was outside of a cafe kind of thing. And as the dust comes pouring down the street, almost like a flood, they run inside and close the door. And then you just see it go past. Yeah. Yeah. And people are just getting knocked over. I mean, I just had never I really I've never seen anything like it in my life. No. Yeah. And even a movie, even a scary movie doesn't of like one of those end timesy kind of movies still doesn't yeah. prepare you for like. Oh, this is no, this is real. Yeah. I just read, uh, who did I? Oh, Colin Jost, you know, SNL. Yeah. Writer. Did you read his book? Yeah, I did. Oh, and I want was, to slap me in the really, face or something funny like that. Uh, very punchable very face. Punchable face. Very funny book. Again, 
uh, not that a kid would read it, but this was my second recommendation of a week that is definitely for adults only. Sure. But very funny book, very SNL, com- like good, filled with good comedy bits, but also just very laugh out loud funny. Yeah. But one of the th- one of the stories that he shares was that, and I'm going to mess this up, but his mom was the head of, she was like very high up in the New York Police Department, or I'm sorry, oh. Fire Department, very high up. And was until recently, but something about like she was in charge of medical something. She was like the chief medical officer or something for the oh New York. Gosh. So 9-11 happens and she is on her way going one way and like she's in a car with another uh, fireman going to a meeting and they just like he said he's like spin the car around go and she ran she went right into it. Uh-uh. So she was the person that set up the first medical triage in they like commandeered a Dwayne Reed drugstore that was right there at ground zero. And she was like pulled out of the rubble. Like when the second tower fell, she was protected and almost died. And so just to hear these stories of a little boy who knows this is happening to his mom and now people are growing up and you're like, man, we are still, it's still right there. Yeah. Who would have thought this many years later, we're still just, you know, we're talking our whole show about it. Yeah. And it has changed how we flew for the rest of our, I mean, it has so drastically changed our experience at airports and on planes forever. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fundamentally changed the relationship of a lot of things (laughs) to a lot of things. I mean, international relations, we've been at war since very recently to when it happened. I mean, there, there is, yeah, how we fly, how we what the word security means. I mean, Homeland yeah. Security, I believe, didn't exist before this. Oh, really? I I could be wrong, but I think this was the advent of what became Homeland Security, sort of a okay. unifying of information of all of like CIA, FBI. Yeah. I, okay. I'm also stepping into history without anything in front of me. So I'm pre-apologizing to anyone if I am just butchering all this. But sure, sure, sure. there was just like a world that was very different that a month later was very different a day you know three hours later a day later a month later and now all this time later it is just a very very different planet it just feels like i mean yeah when i talk to younger friends who who don't know a time when your parents or your friends or your grandparents the adults in your life could walk with you or your friends could walk with you all the way to the gate (laughs) or that we didn't go through near the security we go through or there was, you know, you could line up in front. You could line up if you need to go to the bathroom at the front uh, bathroom by the pilots, you know, like all of that my, changed. Yeah. My dad flew, con- like I said, flew uh, constantly for his job when I was growing up. And we would go pick him up at the airport when I was little. And I remember my mom would let me, she'd be standing at the gate and she would let me run down the, uh, what's the jetway? The, oh, the, Yeah. The, I'd be halfway down it, people passing. Yeah. I would meet my dad on a jetway. Can you <laughs> fathom? I can barely, with a valid ticket, barely get to the jetway yeah. without some sort of like, uh, beep, 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 beep. Hold on. Do you know you're in right. an exit row? And it's the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you always pick an exit row? I don't, but I am kind of tall. Yeah, you are and tall. So, so I try to. When I'm flying on the IJM dime, though, I try yeah. not to spend, and I try not to spring for the exit row, you know? That's nice of you. You know how it is. Yeah, I don't like the exit row. I never pick it. No. Okay. How come? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, sorry, I got to ask. One time I've done it, the entire plane flight, I worried that I was going to have to rescue everyone. I, I did not 
my heart rate rate did not go down for one second of that flight. Because I was like, okay, okay, if this I would like to you're just in charge say of this, you would be a good person to do that. Well, thank you. I'm actually really great in emergencies. It's a strength of mine. I my emotions turn all the way off. That being said, I don't want to. I don't want to have to do. I don't want to sign up for the seat that gets you there. Yes, I understand. So, yeah. I my friends picked it when we were coming back from a trip recently, and they were like, "I got the exit row. It was Southwest. You could pick where you want." I was like, "Enjoy yourself. I am not sitting yeah. back there. I'm sitting I one row not. in front of you, and I'm going to be at peace this entire yes. time." And it's totally fine. And yeah. if you need help during the flight, I will be there to help you. That's right. That's exactly right. What um, yeah. I have a final question for you about September I'm 11th. I'm ready. What do you feel like? What do you feel like you know now that you didn't know then about the world? Oh. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to just walk into trouble with this, but it's my honest answer. And so it's not like trouble, but like this is the the truest thing. Okay. I remember at the time very much believing and buying the rhetoric that like it was like America good, everyone else, like they must all be bad and buying the fully buying into the narrative that was happening of it. And this is very post- like when war things started to talk about like, yes, there must be war in retaliation for this. I had a very much smaller view of the world at that point. Um, I had a smaller view of the world at that point where I, you can tell I'm parsing my words, but I, I don't care if let, if it's okay with you, I'd rather just keep all this in, like yeah, even just course. the failures of me understanding how to express myself. Sure. But, um, I think I had a small, I think I had a very ethnocentric American centric view of the world that, uh, I wish I had had a Jeremy Courtney kind of like, and I'm and I don't hold him up on a pedestal. He's another person who has full of failures and everything, right? Sure. Just like the rest of us. Yeah. But I wish I hadn't just been like, let's get everybody. We can't let this happen again. And I very much felt like that at the time. Yeah. Like, and I wish I had a broader perspective. And now I have a broader perspective that there were definitely very evil individuals and even organizations that made like the did a very terrible thing like an un, sure. really un, almost unspeakably terrible yeah. thing on September 11th but it wasn't whole countries that were terrible it wasn't entire people groups it wasn't mm. whole religions and i wasn't like fully bought into like everybody in this religion is bad but but whatever was being fed to me <laughs> on the news as the general like overall message of that day i was like okay yeah i'm in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have had a broader perspective and been able to love my neighbor better, especially in a time like that, where so many of my neighbors were hurting and scared and in New York and Pennsylvania and DC and running for their lives. I wish I would have been able to see the world as my neighbor a little bit more than just Americans as my neighbor. How would that have played out differently in what, hap in what happened in your life? <laughs> or do you just are, I, I practically think you, probably nothing yeah, I, think you, I just went to school the next day like yeah yeah I didn't even vote for a couple of years after that right. I don't even know if there was an election there was nothing practically I had no blog I had no microphone no one's listening I don't know that anything I but but the output of what I do is very rarely the 
measure by which I'm holding myself by. It's mm. that I know that I know that my heart was not as I had hoped. When I look back, I wish my heart had been more tender and more loving for people that I didn't people in situations that I didn't fully understand. Yeah. And that to me was the measure of which I would have been able. I have like grace for myself and I'm not mad at myself for it. Yeah. But I, I think about that day and the political and social ramifications differently than I did in the moment as a 21 year old. Yeah. yeah, I was 21. College student who yeah. was pretty much focused on, you know, me. <laughs> sure. What about you? Um, I would have told you before September 11th that I thought America was untouchable, you know, because oh, yeah. things hadn't happened in anyone in my family's lifespan in the U.S. except um, uh, Pearl Harbor. Right. You know, so I would have told you up until that point that that we were untouchable. And, and it was a very good, probably similar in some ways to what you're saying. It was a good uh, wake up call for me that my safety is not in my, is, is not in anything except the Lord. Yeah. You know, my safety, you know, I, I was talking to a friend yesterday who is a couple of years older than me and her parents are getting divorced. And I have a friend who, I have two friends who just went into the hospital this week for illnesses. Our safety is not in our family unit. Our safety is not in our health. Our safety is not in our government or our country. Our safety is not in going to church because we haven't been to church since March, right? (laughs) Like it was just, it was the first of many experiences I've had as an adult to remind me of where I actually can feel safe. And it is only in one place and it is only with the Lord. Other outside of that, there is no guarantee. I mean, I'm safe all the time. I live a very privileged life. I, I am very safe. But what Mm -hmm. I mean is in your core of the center of who you are, there are things that I set up as, well, as long as that's okay, I'm safe. Yeah. And, and experiences like 9-11 were moments for me of uh, that thing that you were putting hope in to keep you well. Yeah. Uh, cannot be hoped in. So totally. you better readjust where you hope. It's totally that moment that trickles in when you're 10 and your dog dies and you're 20 and your grandparent dies and you start to have this fleeting idea that life is maybe not permanent at always. And, you yeah. know, but there's like a natural progression of the realization of the finality of it all. Yeah. And then, but so then September 11th in that I totally hear what you're saying was like, it all just came in a day. Like what? No, we're we're not, maybe we're not okay. Or maybe we're not just in this isolated fortress of perfection that will always be. Maybe there's more to this than I know. And that's a weird, scary thing to, to like come flooding in. And I'm, you know, in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. To, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to summarize what you were saying. I oh. was trying to like reflect and hear it. Cause I, when you were saying, I was like, yeah, I totally felt that. I remember that feeling. Yeah. I love that. You didn't do anything wrong. Thank you for saying that, but you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, I just think, you know, I, I'm glad we talked about this today because it is, yeah. it's just a little bit of a trope maybe, but I, but we will just never forget. I, I can't imagine a time in my life that I will ever forget September 11th. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll forget the date, but as soon as I remember the date, I'll remember. 
it's not a September 11th tragedy thing. It's my inability to know, the to know that this was the 11th. It was not and the you know forgotten sh- September 11th. It's just you forgot this was the 11th of September. Oh, right. And if we can just end on a just an embarrassing note, yeah. I will say I'll wake up tomorrow, even having had an entire podcast conversation with you. And I'll think to myself, what's the date today? Huh? What's the date? And I'm not it's not even it's not even going to hit me that it's you know, plus one from yesterday, which I should know the date. It's just, it's a real problem. (laughs) Or you're just living wild and free and you're fine. Who cares? That's what's how people would describe me when they get to know me. That guy, that's a guy that lives wild and free. Wild and free. That's right. Um, All right. Well, thank you for having that conversation with me today. I wanted to talk about that and I enjoyed it. Good chatting with you. Whatever is on our minds. I like chatting with you. I hope you have a nice weekend and I hope people that we are hanging out with right now have a nice weekend. So many, by the way, really kind comments on social this isn't like a sales pitch social and people writing reviews on the podcast yeah i just it's neat right now you and i are chatting but we're on someone's morning walk that's and right. that is that's a neat and some and also the kids you know the people yeah. send the kids when yeah. we when the theme music plays yes oh the kids the dancing to the theme music i can't kids, i know but there's one there's this little baby oh yeah who said hi buddies yeah <laughs> That's really like, cute. I was like, I don't have a catchphrase. This is the way I end things. Yeah, I that's end right. normal meetings with my buddies. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But apparently, it's like a thing that I say repetitively. And that as baby, long as it's not your clone, yes, that baby will know before the rest of us when your clone is on here. Real problem is if that baby's my clone, <laughs> and, and, and it oh, has learned to say bye, buddies. If people have no idea what we're talking about, listen to last Friday's show. Yeah, we that's had right. a lot of clone talk. That's right, a lot of clone. Talk. And we have a list from Tuesday's show that we'll hit next Tuesday. But today was important, so oh yeah, we today talked was about what mattered most today. To, so. Yep. All right, friends, y'all go out and have a great weekend. Look, hug the people that you love. Wash your hands, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Bye, buddies. <laughs> <laughs>